mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. This is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, Russell, I am feeling like a friend of Dorothy. And you're eating a fairy cake. And something tells me I'm in good company. Best. and we are at the moment, we've made a bit of, well, I've made a pilgrimage because I've actually literally walked through hailstones and winds and the high seas of Margate and came all the way to North London mm. to meet. And I use the word pilgrimage very specifically because today's guest is probably the most exciting guest we've ever had in the history of our show. Because for me, he was a <laughs> bit too carried away. It's yeah. true. <laughs> he, he was a huge inspiration to me when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. And I was obviously in my pop band Tempo Shark. And it started out in the electro clash club scene which was basically a kind of response to what had happened in the 80s and late 70s um, with the whole like new romantic era and today's guest was a pioneer of that era and then also in the 90s with Bagley's and all kinds of um, different club nights and I was very close friends with Princess Julia and Mark Moore and um, I would often come across today's guest in nightclubs and would have the strangest conversations which to this day were magical they were just like amazing moments mm. and even a few years ago you and i were at the groucho and we got taken outside on a tour of dean street to look at some artwork which i think you'd created i can't quite remember but you showed us like a, a shop window there was a, i know there was a big picture of me like yeah. a just all draped around like looking like a freak love that yeah. so we went there together and i think we had a picture taken which i'm going to try and find that dig out yeah, yeah. but anyway we, we we just um met our guest at the synagogue and, i know but you um, didn't come in i know but the, you could have repented the, i could have helped you <laughs> the, the, <laughs> anyway, but you, you can give me all your money no that's a form of repentance the, the security guard well. outside said mm. that our guest is a good lad yeah and um, virtue is a good lad the and security the, and why the, don't you pronounce your wise Le- lady. Good lady. It all went wrong. All right, very funny. And it right, was meant to turn me into a human. All right. And right now we're surrounded by um, yeah. books and objects and um, yes. sculptures and Who Elvis Presley. you calling objects anyway? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rock and roll guitars and also... Costumes. Yeah, but everything's matching here. It's all red, and red, gold and green. Pillar box red. There's a lot of pillar box red yeah. here and You've carnations. There's and red in both of them. The other room's red and blue. This is red and green, but I don't mix... Blues and greens should never be seen. So we would like right. to welcome to Talk Art the most decadent... Decadent? I- iconic. Yeah, what does decadent mean? Well, we're going to find out It depends you. which way you mean decadent. If you mean not confused 
conformist. That's, yeah, definitely mean that, that. Well, you could call that decadence, but if you mean kind of just nothing matters and destroy yourself, decadent, you could. That's certainly not. So but, okay, the, the the prior <laughs> the prior well, description of decadence. Yes. Um, we would like to welcome to talk art Philip Salo. Hi, Philip. How lovely to see you. Okay, well, very nice interview. So I'll show you out now. <laughs> Thanks we're, for letting us interview. We're in your there. living room, and we've come in, and you've lit a fire for us because it's uh, November time for people. No, because I've got a spit. I'm going to put you on it. I'm going <laughs> to serve you up as burgers in a minute. Thanks for letting us into your house. This is incredible. As as Rob was saying, he's known you for many years, and you've been a big inspiration. And for yeah, me, so, I've. Now, can I ask you something? Was yeah. he named after his career then? Rob. R- Rob. Are you a burglar or, or oh, just a thief? Oh, just a thief, yeah. Just well, thief. Rob, it's short for robber, isn't it? it is, all right, yeah. sorry to interrupt. Me. That's all right. <laughs> so, anyway, I, 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 what is your last name anyway? Rob what? Diamond. Oh, are oh, you Rob Diamonds? Okay, all right. <laughs> you Rob oh, Diamonds. I see. Oh, you are Hatton Garden of us. You do Rob Diamonds. Oh, um, but I've seen you around for years as well really? at various parties. Yeah. M- in Soho, walking around Soho, like in members' bars and stuff. You've been a, a regular fixture. F- throughout my formative years as well. Yeah, but well. you say that, but that's the way you see me, but I'm everywhere. I, well, not everywhere, but I, I don't, you know, want to be known as, oh, he's there, and it's like, that is what, you know, he he is. Mm. I'm not, you know, a, it's like people I hang around with, you know, they think, oh, that's his world. My world is the world. Do you understand? So it's always, so I'll be at the bus stop and be chatting to everyone. I'll go to Sainsbury's, and I'm dancing around in Sainsbury's and dancing with the staff and everything. And, it, you know, no one's above me, no one's beneath me. We're just all humans together. What does but that come not, from? Pardon? What does that come from, this sort of... My family, they can't stop. My father was, well, I don't know about worse, but he was the same. And my great-grandfather, the, 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 so my last name's Salon, as you know. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And he, my great-grandfather was called Shachner Salon, right? And on his grave in Wilson Cemetery, it says, Shachner, why do you run? Can't stop running. I can't stop running. I'm always running from this to that to the other. And my father couldn't stop running. It's just a family thing. We're always... I mean, you could say, you know, if you're analysing it, you could say love of life, you know, or you could say neurotic, depending on which way you want to look at it. But neurotic love of but, life. But running <laughs> running to, to be social. You're running around to... You got that right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But when you say social, yeah, just, yeah, but like life, you know, just everything going on. When you say social, I mean, there might just be one person in a place. Well, that's true. I don't like places... Well, I don't like them, but I prefer places with people in. Yeah, you're not running to like a field somewhere or a woodland no, on your own to no, just no. sit by the so river. For, you're... So for me, you know, everywhere's a backdrop. You know, when people say it's beautiful, mm. beauty that beauty lasts a very short time with me. And then, well, where's the people? Do you know what I mean? They're all settings for people. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is. And I can be in the shittiest place that's ugly and I have the best time because the people, are, you know, it's great to be with them. And it, it's not like I've suddenly become that. I've been like, I was born like that, I think. Just, you know, I'm in, I think, what's the, the word when you're gregarious, you mm. know? So mm. insanely gregarious. You also mentioned that alongside the word gregarious when we were talking the other week. We spoke on the phone for, I think, an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, what, you timed me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it down. I went, that was an hour Do I owe you minutes. for the bill? <laughs> but you said the word that you wanted to talk about, as well as gregarious, was kavod, which Kavode, is yeah, a which Yiddish is respect. word. 
Yeah, well, and that's important to you. Yeah, that well, word. because actually, yeah, but yeah, I don't want to go all, oh, you know, but you get all kind of, what's the word, heavy and this, that and the other. But you know, when you analyse what you've done, because I didn't realise, you know, I say can't stop talking to people, as I've just said. But on the other hand, there's this other side of me, because, you know, I've been in club world a huge part of my life. I've never, drugs are not my thing. I've never ha- had them, not, it's not for me at all. I don't want to know. I what I've never had, you never miss anyway. I've never tried them, so I wouldn't know. Mm. Somebody spiked my drink with an ecstasy once, but we weren't going, that was 1989 or something. But apart from that, not, zero. And you I don't, don't drink either. I don't drink alcohol because I'm scared of enjoying the taste of it. Saying that... You know, that is, it's not totally true. I hate, thank God I, I don't like the taste and I try and make myself hate this. I mean, I like it in cooking and stuff. It's very nice. But I don't want to like the taste of it because more people in this country die of alcohol than they do of drug drugs. But obviously alcohol is a drug. It's a substance that gets you off your head. Mm. Hence, it's a drug and you get addicted. So there's no difference. It's just not called a drug, but it is. And, you know, I've got no interest in any of this because I've never smoked a cigarette virtually in my life. But it's just fear of addiction. Then? No, it's not fear. It, it, or that, oh, I am an addict. I, I, I call myself a drug addict and I've never had drugs, but I am. You know, it, people who've come off heroin, they're always told you're a drug addict for the rest of your life. You know, you can't take it once. Well, just because I've never had it once doesn't not make me a drug addict. I am. Whatever I do, I overdo. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way I am. Whether it's clothes or the way I look... Anything, I do an exaggerated thing. And incidentally, my dad was a caricaturist and, and whatever, and he just exaggerated everything about everyone. My so-called friends at school used to go, you're like one of your dad's caricatures. Where you did know? he do these caricatures? Like in the street caricaturist or in newspapers or... He was big. He, he, he was in the Daily Mirror every day for about 50 years. Yeah. And he Ralph, dr- Ralph Salom. Yes. Yes. Oh, you knew his name. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, anyway, but yeah, he he was. But but a political satire. Sort everyone. Of character. I mean, if I went to Parliament with him, mm. every single MP would come out, including the Prime Minister, go, "Hello, Ralph." You know, six hundred and something of that whole lot of new because he'd been going there since the twenties. So as they came and left, he always met the new batch and all that. So. You know, but he drew every film star, every pop. He drew everyone. Did he draw you? Yeah, it was it was okay. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was okay actually. Yeah. I didn't hate it or anything. He didn't hideously disfigure me, but I mean, he exaggerated. The the thing is with my dad was he brought out imperfection, right? Um, you you know, and it's that is a very Jewish thing. Although I didn't realise that in the Old Testament, mm. not that I'm religious. I'm saying you know I, I I'm not anti. I'm not. I'm just it's there. And you know I've got an open mind and whatever. But it's not like oh you have to believe that. But in the but if you're looking at it as a book in the Old Testament, all the main characters are flawed. No one's perfect. And in the New Testament, which is meant to be newer, it's back to the old ways before the Jewish religion, where kings were gods and they you know they become saints and all that. And the Jewish way, to me, the imperfect way is the more advanced way. So I'm I'm totally in some ways, into imperfection. Not imperfection where it causes other people problems. Not where, where you make other people's lives a misery because you're imperfect. Mm. But where you're just not trying to be perfect. You don't do all the... You don't have to eat with a knife and fork. You know, I'm lying on my floor here. I don't sit on chairs generally. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't sit at a table unless I have to. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. I'm not into 
things that, you know, like necessarily a contemporary custom, which is a, I haven't shaken hands since the 80s. And now no one's shaking hands because of apre coronavirus. But, you know, but I, I could see it coming years ago. It's just, you know, the way it was. But going back to what I was talking about, though, because I was saying about not taking drugs and all that, and all this thing with the, the gregariousness, I didn't realise the big connection and they're actually the same thing. And what's the connection? Guess. Shall I tell you what it is? Yeah. I only worked it out in the last couple of years, I think. Respect for human life. Not my... And I... Supposedly, I'm a human, but that's debatable. But if, if I'm not... You know, I I'm, don't want to destroy myself with drink, drugs, you know, uh, smoking. That's respect for my human life. And me speaking to absolutely every... Anyone looks at me, I go, hi... That's respect for their life. I've got respect for human life. So it's not, you know, somebody could say, oh, it's all about his ego. He wants an audience. Not particularly. I love it. If somebody I know starts performing it, it, like in front of me, I love it. Great. I don't have a problem with that. It's not like, what's he, whatever. I love people. I love characters. In my life, I mean, I've been through a million people, but I usually collect characters. Do you know what I mean? I always have a bunch of characters. I love characters. But it doesn't mean they're nice people, though. That's the problem. They can mm. be evil characters. You know, I watched an amazing film um, on YouTube of Soho, and it's a kind of portrait of you taking the yes. cameraman around Soho. Oh, yeah. And in that, it's a kind of like, it really indicated to me why you loved Soho so much because there's all kinds of people there. And they, the interesting thing about them is like from all different walks of life and they all walk up to the camera when they see Philip and are like, this is my friend Philip. Yeah. Like, I know Philip. And but all... then there was a couple of homeless people who were going, yeah. leave him alone. Like they were hassling you. And yeah, they were yeah, 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 yeah. You just see me in the synagogue then because it's the same in the synagogue. <laughs> there's a million, I speak to everyone at... Yeah, well, I'm a talker, aren't I? Yeah. No, but you're very generous. I think there's a real generosity in everything that you well, do. Well, I don't give everyone money or anything, but I'm generous with my Creativity, yeah. Yeah, with myself. I, you know, I give of myself. And actually, I go to car boot sales, and I, I'm just always looking for presents for everyone. I tell them the price. I go, I paid 50p for this. Yeah, but fine, it's worth 10 quid. And I said, but I, I love getting a bargain. Well, t tell us about the suit you just bought. The outfit. It's like the Flash. So I call it Superman, but it's the Flash. But it looks really good on me. It was one pound fifty in a car boot, and I beat them down from two pounds. Well done. Where but are the car boots you go to? All sorts. I mean, you travel out of London to go to. Yeah, London. they're usually on the edge of London. They're, they're right on the, the border. Yeah, you know, like on the border of Surrey or of. You know, there's Uxbridge, there's this, that, and the other. But I, I like them. It's like a tre It's just going on a treasure hunt, isn't it? It's not called a treasure hunt, but it's precisely what it is. But what is your treasure? What are you specifically looking for? I mean, I, I do collect images of things, of, of a, any iconic image of an era, whatever that means. Um, I mean, clothes are the obvious ones, but, you, you know, people, like, in a look... Like, for instance, there's a book of saying the history of fashion and then they've got all clothes on dummies. I wouldn't look at it. It's when it's the original picture drawn of that era. Do you know what I mean? A reproduction. But you know how it was meant to be. It's just getting the feel of, of an era. Where, uh, and I'm equally into the past, the present and the future. That all three work parallel with me. It's not like, oh, Philip's obsessed. Wasn't it great in 1980? Whatever. I think, fuck 1980 something. I'll look at it and I'll analyse it and whatever. But I don't dwell on the past. Mm. It's that. But I, I'm permanently analysing what's been. Because you... 
how can you know what's going to be in the future if you don't know what's been before and you learn from the lessons of the past? Yeah. But I'm always looking ahead. My lo- whole life has been about what's next. Yeah. That's what sums me up. What's next? Also, the thing I've yeah. always liked about you is that I feel like you, you never sort of what? bought what you were sold, like in the sense of like, you for example, if you think of, never. well, for example, if you think of like the punk era, yeah. you you were part of it right from the inception of it. But but before you never, it was called you never quite bought into it as, as a, you know. You as bought in into the, it. What does bought in? Well, the way that people are like um, sucked into a brand. Drink the Kool-Aid. In, think yeah, you know what I mean? Like, when you're like, I, it's I believing their own the trends. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is believing I was a punk in inverted commas. Exactly. Can I tell you something? In, you know, obviously I was born many years ago. (laughs) I'm from beyond the grave. I've got my coffin specially for this. But but the point is that in 1970, I left school. Uh, It was around about then. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, 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 and so when I left, then I, I you know I I completely at school you had to wear a uniform. I hated it, uh, you know, but I did it. But but you know I had no whatever about fashion. I didn't. How can I put this? You know, I I, I thought people who be- I actually was in the, this silly world where I actually believed what I'd been told that like this is normal. So I thought, well, this is normal. This is here forever. We've reached the end. It's like well, literally humanity has reached the end stage, and I, I believe it because I thought, well, if that's normal, that's all it can mean, isn't it? I didn't realise it was normal for a moment in time, and you know, and and then. In five years, it becomes abnormal because then there's the new one. And then again, well, to me, principles are forever. But something because uh, the, the the shape of a trouser doesn't make it normal as in you're, you're mentally sane because you've got that shaped trouser on. Do you understand? And it's like, and then I, once I went to art college when I left school, then I suddenly realised that the whole thing was a piss take or whatever. But hippies had existed you know from before I left school so I thought well I'll dress hippie I'd believed in that one like it was some kind of weird cult thing and so I, you know I wore velvet looms and all that and then I suddenly realized well hold on I'm not part of any group here because I've got a tie-dyed t-shirt on now do you know what I mean it's not changing my identity uh, you know I, I gradually came to that thing and then as I went through the early 70s I thought well, I'm not part of any mysterious group by what I put on so by the time punk arrived, it's like I, I, I was the first, as far as I know, I was the first bloke in Britain to have luminous colour hair, you know, like crazy colour. But that went funny anyway. I, I left it on too long. Anyway, no, <laughs> crazy I, I, I could have gone bored from that, but forget that one. <laughs> but the point was, it was a dreadful experience. But anyway, but it did look good for about five seconds. But the point was, I had that, but, you know, I was like the local weirdo and I was wearing all the stuff from Vivian Westwood or things that pertain to it, you know. Well, you've been described as the original gay punk. They all were. The whole fucking lot of them. That's the joke. And I'm not saying specific names. Not all, but a huge... uh, The very early ones, before it was called punk, um, I went to this party in south-east London and... I was going to this lesbian club. Louise is actually quite a lot. That's another story in Poland Street. And uh, I w- there was a little, little crowd of people. They were about 18 and they were sitting on the stairs and we were chatting and they were like vaguely trendy. And they go, where do you go then? And I guess, well, I go to Louise's and all that. And they were kind of, it was about six of them, seven of them. Uh, and, you know, and whatever. And then my friend who we, we'd been going to Jewish straight clubs together, but like 
glam rocky clubs in 1974 and we moved on and she'd come to Louise's with me and become a Jewish lesbian but forget that and she was already in all Vivian Westwood clothes she was wearing all Vivian Westwood sex clothes which is it was called sex before it was called punk you know the, the clothes were well Vivian never, never she didn't give it a label punk as as in a, a dress label mm. but anyway but the, the clothes were sex it was all black rubber and all that and then Caroline rang me I I was kind of going to Louise's on and off and she goes oh there's a little crowd of trendy people started coming in because apart from the lesbos and I turned up there and it was the crowd that I'd met at this party and and they'd all listen to me and come along and they were all from Bromley does that ring any bells of course <laughs> yeah and then Vivian West then I used to sign in Malcolm and the Sex Pistols every week um, to this club and and Vivian to the lesbian club pardon to the lesbian club yeah and I so because there was nowhere to go of no believe me London it wasn't liberate you know and uh, so and then I used to sign and Malcolm was friendly with that bloke I think it was Bernie Rhodes who ran the clash was that his name anyway and, and then I used to sign in them as well but I was Johnny Rotten was the one I was friendly with before Johnny Rotten was in the Sex Pistols see look I'm reminiscing like the past was so great <laughs> well you did ask but I mean but we should be talking about the future but I will mention this so Johnny Rotten uh, you know it, when he actually joined the band because there was I was friendly with one in it before him this is long before it was called punk there was no follow Following or nothing, and and then they got the, Malcolm and Vivian rang up and they said we want to bring him over um, th- this new one, and then you know he came over to me and from that day on we became friends and we just went to gay clubs together, and all this little crowd from Bromley Vivian started calling us the Bromley contingent, uh, you know but none of them were straight none of them the Sex Pistols that's another story I'm not saying they were all 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 gay they weren't but I mean uh but you know there was uh, well I don't have to go into everyone's sex lives but it was basically the first lot were basically all kind of sexually quite liberated mm. do you know what I mean fluid they were fluid yeah, at so, the time yeah there was Susie Sue there was Billy Idol yeah. they were all this Bromley contingent mm. do you know what I mean but but they were just like a little I remember being in their places in South London I think I went back more than once, actually. I think I went back there a second time. Well, anyway, forget that. So, what, what, so that, what, was, what was it about Vivian's clothes designs that, that first like, appealed to you? And what, what, why were you, you what so happened. enamoured? I was her? at art college, mm. and then that was St Martin's, wasn't it? In nineties, no, that was after. Oh. Then I, you got I kicked I, out. I, I went. You had a year, didn't you? Got I expelled. went to London <laughs> College of Printing. I did graphics. Yeah, and then oh, I can't remember. Then I, I, I then I. I went to East Ham and I, I did graphics. You know, I did a foundation at London College of Printing. Then I did uh, a, a graphics thing at, at, at East Ham, which was whatever. And then they said to me, you should be doing fashion. From there, I left to do uh, whatever. But what did you just mention you about went to that? St Martin's in 1975. No, no, before you said St Martin's, what were you talking about? Vivian oh, Westwood. Vivian Westwood. What is it about her and clothes? Why? So what happened was, uh, so I was doing the hippie. The moment I went to art college, I started doing the hippie thing. And then, you know, I was wearing tail, you know, 1930s tail suits in 1970. So it was fairly liberated. But, you know, I had long, I grew my hair long and all this. And But I was out of my depth because I'd been, my school was like a military academy. It was a military academy. You had to join the cadets if you were there. You had to join the army, the navy or the air force. And I never did. My mother wrote me a note immediately saying I was permanently ill. <laughs> Love very that. good like that <laughs> anyway but what happened was about 1973 I mean I didn't get off with blokes but I wanted to and then you know it was all kept in and then 
eventually, I, 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 well, I came out of the hippie thing and I thought I want to be normal Jewish and, you know, but, but not normal, normal. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't look down on anyone that was different, quite far from it. But I thought, you know, I want to be able to fit in. And I try, you know, because all those naff people you've had at school making you feel like nothing. Mm. And I thought, fine, I can outdo them. And I started going to Jewish clubs. And then, but what happened was they all ended up, not all, but certain cool ones and all ended up coming to gay clubs. I've just been to the synagogue today with somebody and we were going to clubs in 1974 and we were, I'd be in a top hat and tails and she'd be in a 50s ballroom dress and we, we'd live our lives like that. I've got pictures of us then. It looks great. And uh, But my sister, in 1973, my sister was the freak of the family before I was. In 1967, 68, <clears throat> she was coming, she was at art college in Edinburgh and she used to come home in, in Arab wedding dresses um, and my, there's a Jewish word called shidduch, which means a partner. You know, if you, 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 you know, you're, you're finding a, a mate or whatever you call it. You know, I'll find you a partner. My mother used to look her up and down and go, you'll never find a shidduch like that. You'll be old and bitchy. Well, she is. And she did find a shidduch. <laughs> yeah, well, she did very well out of that one. But she found an equally liberated Jew as well, who was also a freak. Well, not a freak, but not normal. Not conventional. Yeah, yeah. So, so that worked out quite well. But anyway, my sister in 1973, this was just when I was coming out of the hippie thing and I thought I'm going to go to glam rocky clubs and try and be whatever. I mean, I was the, the king of it. You know, I was getting the whole place to do what I wasn't in the background. You know, I was like every Saturday, I'd, I'd stand on top of a car and give 300 people the address of parties, you know, because everyone used to ring me and I'd destroy everyone's parties. Yeah, well, at least I sent people there. At least they never had empty houses. You were like but, Pied Piper or something. You were like leading everyone to the best parties. Yeah, that line has been said many times. <laughs> and anyway, so, um, but my sister took me out one day and she said I'm take I don't know she took me into this shop and it was let it rock and it was Vivian's shop before it was sex and this was 1973 I remember quite clear I think she started it in 72 or something and and I looked in there and it was all 50s and there was mohair jumpers stiletto shoes I remember people were still wearing stilettos from the from the 60s they hadn't quite gone out actually so they were out but not whatever and Vivian had already revived them and it was I think there was teddy boy type jackets in there and everything and I wasn't like ooh, not far from it I was looking I remember looking in awe at my sister saying would you think this is going to be the next thing then? You know, but it was like, but not in a sneery way. It was like... Was it women's it? wear at that point? Yeah, yeah. Or was and, it men's wear as well? Yeah, it was all sorts. Okay. And, and and then within months, I decided it was. And then I bought myself... And I also wanted to be queer as well. And so... In 1974, I bought myself a Hawaiian shirt, which was 50s revival. Uh, it wasn't an original one. And then I started, get, get, you know, going to gay clubs. But I started doing, you know, what sort of retro... Well, I, I'd done retro, actually, I don't know, with Hippie. But more retro and all that. And then Vivian Westwood stuff and doing the whole thing and whatever. And But you staged, you staged shows, early catwalk shows in the 80s for Vivian, right? Forget catwalk shows. When the Sex Pistols first appeared, I was on the stage with them. I was dancing around them. Yeah, if they, when they first did the thing at Screen on the Green, I remember 
this was before it was called punk. And Malcolm said, I want you up there with them. So the whole time they were on, I introduced every song and I kept getting changed. I remember I had 50s hot pants, not 50s, 70s, 1971. I was reviving 71. There's pink bibbed hot pants, you know, with a bib over your shoulder and everything. And weren't you wearing your mum's dressing gown? That's right. How did you know that? Because oh, I've done my research. I'm a big fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But when I came home, I came home really late at night and my dad saw all this stuff. And I think he saw my mother's dressing gown and he came into my bedroom and he threw a bucket of water all over me. Can I get rid of this call? But it could it's be- that Coronation Street oh, theme tune. Yeah, when, no, wait, don't turn up. It might be someone who's interesting. Wait, oh. hold on. Wait a minute. All right, who is it? Hello? Who is it? Hi, Hi Jenny, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. All right. What's happening? Can you talk? No, I'm doing the interview and I was meant to turn the phone off. But is there anything you want to say for this interview? Because he's recording it. What? Call me back after the interview. Yeah, but is there anything you want to say? Because you're being recorded. (laughs) Anything? Hello. Hello? Sarah's the person who threw my birthday for me. Oh. Oh, Isn't that sweet? You you didn't. Oh, yeah, well, that's it. Sarah, I've got my outfit together for tonight anyway. Yeah, and, and I saw Cassie at synagogue, and we're all, they're all picking me up. At, is it eight o'clock they're picking me up? What did they say to you? I can't remember. I wasn't listening. I think it's, yeah, eight o'clock. <laughs> okay. All right, darling. Well, listen, so you're wearing your silver number, and I'm wearing I, your I, silver I, number. All right. All right, so we're picking you up afterwards, aren't we? Yes. By the way, just one question. Sorry, whatever. Is anyone allowed to come to that party? Somebody wanted to come. No. And what about the other party you're invited to, no? That's next week. <laughs> oh, I thought it was this week. I thought there were two on tonight. No, there's two on tomorrow, next week. Oh, OK, sorry. All right, darling. Well, listen, lovely to talk to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll call you later. OK, bye. Bye, Sarah. Sorry about that. That's all right. No worries. She Sounds like great parties. Have you seen her? No. She looks like a film star. Now, if you saw it at my birthday... Oh, if you saw it at my birthday, it's just like creature from... Exaggerated, same as me. We're, we're in the same world. Just exaggerated people. We're not quite human. <laughs> so, are you still Aliens. friends with Vivian Westwood? And do you still buy the well, clothes? People, and... Weirdly, I've seen people at the synagogue who know her, and they said, "Oh, Vivian says you're her friend and all that." So she still thinks of me as a friend. But I mean, you know, I don't. I see her at her fashion shows. I don't ring her up and whatever. But she's always, always got time for, for me. It's not like. Oh, hello, Philip. I'll give you five seconds. She always looks like she's pleased to see me in her way. But then again, then she's surveying you because her whole life is, you know, analysing everything yeah. to create. And and to, to be the best, I think you've always got to see what's wrong. So she's always looking at you critically. I was wearing a shirt once to a party oh. and jeans. And I remember that I went to, I'm wearing your shirt. She went, yes. And she looked down and someone went, she doesn't like jeans and I was like oh god I've ruined yeah, it was it blue denim jeans yeah bad news yeah oh, well dear, you're no, banned. yeah I, I don't really wear them I, I mean she's got some things that verge on denim but they're not denim denim do you but. still buy her clothes or find her clothes in like well I get them cheap if I do but the last sale they weren't as cheap as normal but usually I get a fortune off but you know so I get tons of it and then I but you know I, I've I've get photos a lot and I get you know mm. pictures get in things so it's good for her if I'm wearing a well she doesn't need me I'm sure but but you know it certainly doesn't hurt hurt the cause no totally you know what I mean her sons were both at my birthday Aww. which was nice that was your 70th <clears throat> 70 Happy fucking birthday years old. yes oh, well anyway but, uh, <laughs> so what, what, I want to go back to do uh, St Martin's then where you went in 1975 and only was there for a year because you got expelled 
And I didn't get expelled from St Martin's, did I? No. What happened? I wasn't. I wasn't expelled. I was expelled from the BBC. They chucked me out of there. The costume I, department. I thought, I thought oh, you yeah. got expelled from St Martin's because you yeah. didn't turn up. Maybe that's why you don't no, know. They didn't expel me. <laughs> no, because it was so close to hippie days. You just drifted off, and it's oh well, bye. It was. It was all a bit kind of vague. But you only went there for a year. St Martin's. I did fashion illustration. I think it was a year. It could have been two, but I can't remember. If it was one or two, but it was a year or so. And then you went from there to the BBC costume department where they... Oh, it was awful. And you was assistant costume design there and they fired you. Pardon? They fired you from there. Yeah, it was awful. I lasted about... They couldn't stand the way I looked. And they did the same at the Royal Opera House. All... I, I just said to you on the way here that people who have a problem with me not usually, but not always, have the same thing in common. They're always grand, right? And grand people cannot relate to me. Not at all. And I can't relate. Yeah, I, Listen, I can talk to people, but then they're looking at you like, why would you say that? Why would you this? And why would you dress like that? You know, grandeur is really not my world. And it, it, the trouble is, when you work at big, you know, named places, which are the Royal Opera House and the BBC, it's going to attract grand people who, who want the prestige of working there. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone the BBC was bad because no they're not and and you know not everyone at the, the Royal Opera House was bad but oh they were awful at the Opera House just because I didn't wear trousers for work none of their fucking business I shaved my actually I waxed my legs and you know and I, did whatever. you get fired from the Royal Opera House as well yes oh no they one day I sat there and the whole they all stood up all the women it was like a convent and they all walked out they said if they didn't get, I didn't leave they would <gasps> what Bitches, but two of them stayed still. Two or three of them. Hang on, because you wouldn't wear trousers, because you it wouldn't wasn't conform. Just that. You, you know, it's just he not normal. Oh, you weren't fitting in, and I don't wish to fit in. Love and that. Somebody came. <laughs> Somebody came up to me the other day and goes, why are you wearing that? And I said, because no one else is. I said, if they were, I wouldn't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who yeah. wants to fucking fit in? Boy ball. George describes you as deliciously ridiculous. Oh, that's very nice of him. Yeah, well, ridiculous could be taken all sorts of ways. Ridiculous could be a compliment or it could be like, he is a fucking <laughs> joke. <laughs> but... Uh... You knew, uh, but, but anyway, go on. Anyway, we don't have to go on that subject. And and yeah, go on. So when we were talking recently, you sent me um, some images. You sent us some images of some artwork that you had created yourself. Yeah, and actually, which... the the way I was feeling in the intro was linked to one of those artworks. Oh, go on. Which is um, friends of Dorothy, a friend of Dorothy. Oh, that was so. When I, if I, I put on events since, since the beginning of the eighties, mm. and. You know, when I do an event for, I do it for other people now, you know, I draw up how the place should look. So that particular one was, I don't know, 10 years ago, more, I don't know. That was, uh, that I think it was Warner's were bringing out a new DVD of The Wizard of Oz. And my, somebody was doing the PR and they asked me to throw the party for it. So we held it at Heaven, which is a gay club most of the time. And so, you know, on the state, because it was The Wizard of Oz, we built... A, I drew it out, you know, Emerald City, but I didn't just do... If I, I don't like pastiches. You know, if you just do Emerald City, it's corny. So I did Emerald City with the BT Tower and with the, that gherkin thing or whatever it's called. I fucking don't know. They, whatever you eat anyway. And, uh, you know, it, so it was like not a complete pastiche. So it was Emerald City, but Londonified. 
and uh, and then it said above it it said friends of dorothy because he- friends of dorothy in gay world means you're a queer right you, yeah. are you a friend of dorothy so it was at a gay club so but it was for the wizard of oz so it synchronized the two but your so drawings are brilliant yeah they're amazing. like they are brilliant and that's actually partly why we wanted you on talk up because i think it's a side that none of us really realize no. i've not seen many of your drawings and russell um called me very enthused about all these hundreds of drawings that you've made and obviously you have a fashion illustration background but they're yeah. actually they're, they're not illustration even to me they're, they're, they're well, they are designs art. a lot because they're not copies of other people's things yeah yeah the trouble is i mean i am quite capable of, of drawing commercial stuff i could but if it's for me, I think, well, fine, I'm not going to produce it, so I'll just draw it. So you draw for yourself on the regular? Do you? No, so how no. often do you draw? It depends. I just have slates of it. Sometimes I have a spate for doing it for weeks. It just comes and goes. But thank God a lot of my stuff, I can't tell when I did it because it doesn't date a lot oh, of it. You don't date no, them? But, you don't put... No, I don't. But I've got... I found... Uh, for you coming, I found some books that I did in 1976. Yeah. And... and they're not Let's that different. Let's have a look. But would you I mean, draw at your kitchen table? Forty-five years ago. Amazing. Where and do you draw at your kitchen table? No, on the floor. I, I just lie on the floor. So I'd lean against that and just sit there and just draw. I wouldn't particularly. You know, I, I'm a floor person. And have you always drawn then? Is that something that you think maybe you're... Because your dad was obviously a caricaturist. Yeah. Was was there some sort of influence in the household for you to make art? You you sent me a list of questions and you said, don't say it. You said something like, well, what was your first art or something? And can I tell you something? I've got a peculiar memory, but I can remember right... The way, I don't actually remember birth, not that I know of. I probably do, but I don't know I do. But I, I can remember being in my cot and it felt like years. Yeah, I know, maybe I was in the cot for years. Maybe she kept me in there. <laughs> how would you be in a cot? T- up to two or something? But I remember it had yeah. these yellow bars, slats, right? And they were like flat. They were just like that. And obviously there was a gap. But there was a, a slat and a gap, a slat and a gap. And I, remember, I just remember making patterns out of them and being a baby and just looking through them. And it was like a pattern. And it, it, it was no, it was art, uh, and yet I know you wouldn't. You think oh, I'm trying to draw something? No, I can remember looking at it and making patterns in my eyes. It was just like a a, wow, so a pattern. Cool. It was. Uh, it, it, and go and get these drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get the drawings. Uh, all right, do you want to turn the thing off while I'm? In no, no, no. We'll keep it going. Uh, pause it. Oh, you want to pause it? Yeah, yeah. just pause it. All right, here we go. So you're coming in now. Oh wow! Wow, this is. Oh, uh, you turn the thing yeah, we've yeah, we're back on. We're back on. on. We're back on. Oh my god! Oh this my is god! So much. Oh my god! So there's all your the flies you made for the mud club and not all, just a tiny bit. Jesus! A lot of are there, but you know. It's amazing. Hold, grab the mic. Yeah. Sorry, I've never called them flies ever. They're invitations. Do you know what I mean? I know I'm not trying to sound pretentious. Like, Ooh, you know, I just there's something very cheap about the word fly. I like cheap, but it's the wrong cheap. Do you know what I mean? I dress cheap. It, well, not necessarily, but you know what I mean. Like I wear all big fake diamonds and things like that. But there's cheap. There's something I don't know. Nothing about flies. So invitation sounds. It's got self-important. I don't. I've anyway. heard you say that before about gigs as well, because you don't like the word gigs. You prefer the word performance. How did you know I didn't? Because I've never said that. Because <laughs> we've looked you up. You're always like surprised. I don't like the word gigs. I just yes, you did. You did. You did. You did, you did it in an interview. Yeah, oh, with um with uh, Russell Brand. 
you spoke to I Russell Brand about gigs, and you said um, you need to hold the mic up. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You said to Russell Brand that you don't like gigs and you prefer the word performances because it's Are sort you of. Sure, I didn't say to him that I don't like going to gigs because when I say uh, when when I go to see people perform, unless I'm up there with them, I've got no interest. Oh, love. No, I can't. <laughs> if, if if we're all together and we're having a laugh, like if you started singing now and I'm singing with you, great. But if you're just singing over there and I'm just watching, watching, I think, yeah, and do you know what I mean? I like being part of it, you know, and vice versa. If I do it, I like getting people joining in. It's not all about, oh, they all have to listen to me. Do you know what I mean? It's if you're, we're all relating now, great. Mm, mm. So, uh, you know, it can sound like it's... That is, that, anyway, you know, my, I told you my... Actually, should we just go back to my father just quickly? Though? Yeah, just so you know. To Ralph Salon, yeah. Yeah, I mean... When we were talking about my father, my father, so, you know, I told you he liked imperfection. So do I. I mean, my famous, the the photographer I like the most is who? Who's the photographer I would like the most? Go on, guess. Clue, they're dead. Right. Uh, (laughs) Peter Hoosier. I don't know. David, when you wrote, uh, not David, when you like, no. Maplethorpe no. or Diane Arbus. Oh, Arbus, of course. Yeah, yeah. and she's you know she was like from, and she's actually a really similar world to me for a living. She was a fashion photographer, and she beautified everyone for a living. And for her hobby, she uglified everyone. Mm. And that's what I do if I'm on buses and stuff. I get, I pull out my Apple iPhone, and people. It's the people who think they're so perfect. I never photograph people who try and be freaky because they, they want to be. It's the people who don't realise we're all freaks. I'm a freak. You're a freak. No one's perfect. Mm. And it's bringing out you know, these people who are sitting there being all kind of, I'm a beautiful superstar. And you think, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but... So it's the world of imperfection and all that. And my dad did that for a living, you know. Of, of But, do you know, he was such a... He particularly hated men, which means it wasn't... You know, well, I, I was living in the house with him, so that's another story. So whatever. But, you know, when the war came, uh, he drew, obviously, all the top Nazis, you know, Hitler and all them. I've got a lot of the pictures. They're in a book, actually, in the other room. I could show you. They were great. I mean, but all these pictures, everyone looked different. You know, some people, when they're bad artists, everyone has a similar... They start having similar looks. They all look totally different from each other. And the Nazi ones were so good that Hitler, in the war... Oh, not, not, not sorry. Well, he drew Hitler in the wars. I'm saying, and he drew Hitler and all the top, you know, Goebbels, Goering, and all that business. That Winston Churchill, I don't know if he got my father to draw them. Maybe he did. But the British government copied them all, and the planes used to drop them over. British planes used to drop them all over the occupied territory during the war. And you know, Hitler was so inflamed that my father was really high on Hitler's hit list. Wow. He was. The salons were a big deal. We were known in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a compliment, isn't it? Wow. So that must have really got Hitler's goat up. Wow. So what are we looking at in front of you now, then? We're looking at... Let's describe it for people anyway, listening. Well, I just had to mention that. Just, yeah, it's, you know, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it puts me into some sort of perspective. Yeah. Like I'm an evil caricature, caricature that lived. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking, at, to life. we're looking at loads of folders here. We haven't opened them yet. Rob, Rob was tentatively picking at one. Well, I've come on the floor now too because I... Wait a minute. How did you know to keep all these safe? First question, because you have... Oh, wow. They're books and books of drawings. How did you know to like archive these and look after them? I just do. I you know, it's just... I guess you're a collector, right, by habit, looking around yeah, this room here. It's important to look after things. I mean, that was a cover I did for something. But if you look at the face Oh, yeah, I've that, seen that one before. I yeah. love that one. That, well, that's a Halloween-y thing. So you've got a picture of that. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. 
Oh, wow. You need your I mic. I love this. You need your mic up. You keep putting your mic down. We're gonna. Well, I can't. See, I can't hold it up there. And hold that <laughs> we down. can help. So that's amazing. That's so good. I love that. So we're looking at these kind of two Halloween figures. Kind of pumpkin. Oh, one, pumpkin. one's got. They both got erections. Like a, you know, no way. Is that yours? That was my father. That actually wow. Just like him. It's not a. It's not a good. It, so when did you likeness, learn to draw them? Great. Uh, I mean, I have done much better pictures of people. So it must be. You must have inherited your dad's skills at. Yeah, yeah, but Drafting I, I'm not skills. a genius. In wow, it. these are so good, Philip. No, if that was that was for somebody, I think. So they were just it was their home or something, and I just drew it for them for some reason. Did but, you draw this? This is by. Yeah. Look, that's the original. Look, see, look, that's that. Philip, these are so brilliant. Look, you, look, Merry Christmas, ta- Merry Christmas, taxpayers, and it's oh, uh, <laughs> it's a picture <laughs> of the queen. queen with a ball and scepter. Yeah, and she, the crown. she's a recurring theme. I've seen her around the house. Yeah, but I've been drawing the Alfred Queen Liz. since when I first went to art college, about 1971. And I'm, I think I was... Well, I can't... Oh. I'll hold no, it. I'll hold it. I'll hold it up for you. That's glamorous. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, you know, but I did it before anybody, actually. Uh, long before, because I think other fa- famous artists got into it, but I did it years before. Right from the beginning of the 70s, I thought... Because, you know, it's, it's this iconic look of perfection. So I went and turned it into imperfection world. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, these are just... Do I love this character. It's kind of modernist, sort of like Mondrian person there at the bus stop. That look at that! Amazing, Philip. These are so brilliant, and you've never shown these anywhere. Alien in like amazing shoes, kind of platform shoes. So you've never shown your art anywhere apart from when it goes out as. Oh, we have to. We have to. But but I I, I draw out, you know, the the decor, the this, the that. Hold on, let me just see. I love that one here. Uh, 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 let's forget that lot. All right, let's go. So, where should we go to? So that book, those things I sent you. Yeah, you sent me an email, which we're going to post. But let's have a look at. Oh, 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 those, wow. those oh these are them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that thing there. Brilliant. Then that's another one. Philip, these are incredible. I mean, look at the the, the mark making on on the shadowing of, the, of this woman there with the big ball. That is mind blowing. Yeah, they're extraordinary. See, these sort of things aren't in that book, but see, these haven't got backgrounds. But you, see how I just draw it. And uh, so, when when you first started doing the kind of fashion illustration, what kind of things were you looking to? Because I I sort of see Bauhaus and I see like mm. almost like futurist sort of it's elements. Why as well? You analyse it afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, I mean, all right, but obviously they're better with the background. The ones I sent you had backgrounds on. I added backgrounds to some of it. See, look, say somebody was doing Bieber, right? Mm, mm. They, they re-bought out a Bieber. I, I remember I went to the opening. I thought, well, it should look, look more like that. That's how it should have been. But anyway, so that was oh, that. Oh, wow. But anyway. That's so, so look, good. Say, for instance, I was doing PR. You know I'm a good... I am. I was doing PR for Accurist, and I got them in every conceivable magazine and newspaper because, do you know one of the reasons? Apart from the fact that I believed in what I was trying to sell, if I actually didn't fakely believe and it was something new and different at the time so whatever um, do you know 50% of the time when I rang up the press they said oh we know you so that really helped what's that curious so I'm great at selling something are the watches yeah so look these were just some watches I drew for them just some it was was quite a few years ago but I'm just showing you so so look I they didn't use them, but look, see, I did. The, it was look, it was, so it was a Brit theme, like Brit watches. So look, this was ideas for watches. You know, like, go, see that kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, so that's Batsy Power Station. Yes. yes. See Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yeah, but see, they're all watch. Centre point. Yeah. Big Ben. That's cool. Very cool. Oops. Oh fuck! Sorry. Is that a shark? Wait a minute. 
So Damien yeah, Hershark. Yeah, that, that, that's St Pancras. Oh, yeah. The Renaissance, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh Brit Art. So I did a Damien Hurst watch, and there was another Damien Hurst watch. Rob was speaking to Tracy Emin earlier, and she was saying amazing things about you, right, Yeah, Rob? she was so excited that we were interviewing you, and she said that you're a true radical thinker and that she's Hopefully. always really respected you. I'm always off the wall. So and these, she yeah. remembers a time when she went to a blue party, which the theme was blue, and she turned up to it and you were totally naked apart from a kind of... Loincloth. Blue pouch or something. Yeah, or a loincloth, exactly. And, and she, she just loved you. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, I always do a total lot. So these... Total uh, the pictures, I sent you these pictures, but look, see, I added oh, backgrounds good. to these. I, I drew those Brilliant. pictures first and then I started adding backgrounds. So oh, well, like the Mondrian. cat. The grumpy yeah, cat. It is Mondrian, yeah. I remember I saw a Mondrian dress. You know they did them in the 60s. And I got home and I thought, fine, I'll do an asymmetric modern version of that. So it's asymmetric. And it's not like the 60s Mondrian dress. But see, that's where... But but, I mean, it's... Hello? What you look like? No, 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 you keep going. I just want to get a picture of you. because It's going to take photos as you're doing it. Oh, well, then I like sh- find my camera. Oh, no, hold on, I haven't got the beret on it. Oh, you look, you look it, iconic, it? darling, honestly. Is it ruin it with that? No. no, this is... This is just I love the beret, but you No, it's, it's more that with the with The beret's the there. Uh. Oh, that's good. Love that. Thank Let you. Let me see. You look gorgeous. Yeah, not necessarily. I do look nice, you actually. Do. The you face really looks good nice. light. <laughs> You've got really good light. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie right, to you. right, the light's on my face. Yeah. So you... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com These are just things I sketch, but you get a vague idea. But, they're, they're, I mean, I, you know, it's got character. Oh, so I, say I drew that, and then I added that. I just made up buildings afterwards. So who's this guy in the shower? Because I've seen you no, wear well, this so outfit. Look, it was basically me, isn't it? That's what I... I mean, it's not meant to be me, but that's what I do. I, I've got shopping trolley wheels, and I just, you know, so I dress somebody up in shopping trolley wheels. And see, look, what I do is I... At art college... Was it art college? No, it wasn't art college. When I first got a job... I think it was, anyway, around about the mid-70s, mm. it was with Sterling Cooper. And this girl, she said, never c- colour in the original picture. She said, always photocopy it and then colour in all the photocopies. So, see, that's two photocopies of the same picture. Oh, I see. So you're never ruining the original. That's said, good advice. That, that was, a, I actually did this without a background, so I did two different backgrounds. I used the same inside. Get it? Mm. So you said about Got best it. advice. That's one of the best advice I've ever had, actually. It, see, it. 
Oh, they're, they're different ones. But see, I'm very, very into geometric. You are. And I think it's big time and I think it's got longevity. I think we're not talking of a, a season. And when we're talking geometric, we're talking of building. The whole thing, it all goes together. Buildings, clothes. It's not about, oh, this season's fashion in inverted commas. So that's the same photocopying. Can you see? I've, I've yeah. Just so what, you're, you're using coloured pencil and... No, no, I just, I, pen, I always pencil first, then I ink afterwards and th- th- then I photocopy and put in the colours. Do you have a photocopy? be here in your flat no 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 no. i just go to the photocopies it's 10p a copy all right but so you get the but see how i use a lot of red white and black yeah and if you look at my pictures from 1976 they're exactly the same but see this one here yeah it's funny that you know asymmetric is very very modern mm. you know i mean you could say if we're talking about art world that it took off in a certain respect, with postmodernism. Postmodernism is vaguely 1973, 74, right? And and then in the 60s, all the buildings were equal and they were like matchboxes. Then you start having bits that join on that aren't the same, but it's the same building. Mm. And it's continued ever since. And it's a sort of asymmetric. It's not symmetrical. And say, say for instance, I did this drawing here. When I did it with two shoes the same, in one of the photos, when I coloured in one of them, you know that expression they say, top heavy? Well, it was bottom heavy. It looks odd. It didn't work. And when I did the same shoe in different colours, it worked. And I sometimes go out, I, I wear the same shoe in different colours and it looks modern. Mm. But I've been doing that for years, but I'm actually starting to see it in the odd shop window now, which is annoying. Mm. But anyway, so... Is it annoying when you, when you see no, things that because, you... Because no. you're, I'm just... It, I don't believe anyone starts... You, you translate the mood of the times. Mm. So that's what... Uh, you know, when you say the word art, you know, anything, you know, that, that's the debate about what is actually art, but virtually everything is art. But to, to put, like, drawing clothes and drawing a sofa is any different. To, no, they're all part of the same thing. And they all join on to what can, what, what's happening at the moment, what, how it's relevant. When you look back, you can date that sofa to a certain era and whatever. So they're all part of a mood that's going on and people reflect that mood. And the mood is not because... Vivian Westwood said it. It, it, She's reflecting it before other people. Yeah, the mood is there before her. Yeah, because the culture of a time. To see these kind of reflects what's happening. It's interesting. That actually is not that weird at all, is it? It's great. So you think absolutely anything? There's an argument to say absolutely anything can be art. That's right. There's nothing that you can make. I could turn off all the lights here, be in total blackness, and then say that's art. So how? So what's not art then? If total blackness and so I'm in total silence. Solitude. You know, I mean, so what the hell's art? Ah, but there is a difference between art. Oh, that's quite nice, though, isn't it? It seems like I do fish with funny faces. But, you know, there's a difference between art, which is absolutely everything, in which case, does the word art exist? That's debatable. Or art in inverted commas. Ah, and that's the thing. Go on. Question to you. Which one? Are you? What, what, do you, all right, what do you think I mean by art in inverted commas? Go on. See if you can guess. Oh God, you've got, in a sentence, don't comments. beat around the bush. Don't try and cover yourself. Painting. What, pardon? Paintings. No, I don't mean that at all. No, now, just what, what we've been told is art in inverted commas, parenthesis. No, not we've been told. One's been taught that this is art. No, no. it's not that Russell either. <laughs> You're wrong too. We're both wrong. We've been told it's... Listen, when somebody is discovered... Uh, the person who discovers them isn't we've been told, is it? But there's a, something that makes it art in inverted commas. And shall I tell you what? Mm. The price tag. Mm-hmm. That's what art in inverted commas means. Mm. And listen, think about it. 
Look in your wallet now. You've got £20 notes, £50 notes. What makes them genuine? They were printed by the Bank of England. They're genuine. If somebody does an exact copy, you can't tell the difference. It's not the real thing. It doesn't count. And people... A banknote means nothing. It's a piece of paper, but it's a symbol that this is exchangeable for that. And people can draw banknotes or sculpt banknotes, a a commodity that can be exchanged for something else. And art in inverted commas, and it has a meaning when it's worth something, Mm. which is bollocks. Mm. So, you know, all this like, what do you think of this artist? And I'm sorry that somebody designs a sweet wrapper, whether it's the original design or it's the ripped up wrapper in the road, I couldn't care less. The ripped up wrapper can look far more interesting, Mm. you know, than the actual artwork. But, oh, but it's not worth anything. Hence, it's not art. But that's, you know, the Sloan Rangers selling it. We couldn't possibly sell that at Sotheby's. It doesn't have a signature. You know, well, good luck to them, you know, but, you uh, you know, I'm, uh, it's lovely conning people for a living, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, so you understand what I mean. And I'm not against what somebody does who might be considered an artist in inverted commas. But as far as I'm concerned, anyone who can anything is creating their own art. You know, how you're doing the decor in your house. You know, people say, oh my God, you've created a sculpture. Don't move that can of Coca-Cola. It's meaningful, you know. Well, you've been to those sort of exhibitions, but it's not—it's not got the, the the thing attached. Do you understand? It's not that we've been told it's making people. Believe it. So now there's cryptocurrency. There's this. If you can make believe something, whatever, it becomes that thing. Mm. So the, the thing you're calling is, is art, whereas in British currency, it's called British currency or currency. Doesn't it? It's the same thing. It's a fictitious thing that has this meaning of exchange to it. Mm. Well, that was enlightening. Uh, interesting. Uh, um, are there any artists that you've met who you really admire or that you've enjoyed meeting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, artists, artists, artists with, a, with a big price tag. Everyone is an artist, really. <coughs> everyone. You move your knife and fork, you're an artist, right? So, so, uh, so any artists, inverted commas, that what? That, I don't know, that you've admired, that you've enjoyed, that, that you've had any that you've funny interaction. Diane Arbus, well, she was a photographer artist. By the way, you haven't seen what I do. Uh, I, I photograph the most monstrous people. No, but no, if you see them, I've got them on my computer. That, that, I mean, I tr- listen, I'm not dying, obviously, but I try. Uh, you know, because I'm on that wavelength. I feel it. Mm. So people that don't know, whatever, but I usually pretend I'm not taking a photo of them. I pretend I'm looking at my phone and I'm snapping them. But anyway, but but I do try and capture grotesque people. Well, we're all grotesque. It's not like they're grotesque as such. But, you know, uh, anyway, but you said, who do I admire? What artists over the years have you met that you've been impressed by? Or... No one. Because because for me, everyone is art. I'm just trying to think, is there anyone that's ever got me? No, I mean... Warhol, you like Warhol. Did you ever meet him in London or anything? I did meet him. Did you? I was in New York and I was with a famous friend and we went to his... I think it. I think it was his party, and he was at the back of the garden there, and it was in the summer. And I remember he was sitting at the back, and it was the weirdest thing. You know, in old photographs, before they were like they are now, you had a negative which was reverse, and it was so all the the black was white, the white was black, and it was all, everything was back to front, right? And and he looked like a negative. It was just like he was all back to front. He had this kind of white hair that looked like it should have been black. And it, his face looked a funny colour and all. It, it, you know, it was just... And he was just standing there like a thing at the back of the guy. 
I mean, he wasn't oozing or whatever, but in the end, I think somebody took me over and I said, like, he went hello and I went hello and that was it. But <laughs> but it was just like a, a negative of a person. Wow. He might have been the nicest person, but he ca- cashed in to... I mean, it was called pop art, actually. And it was, it was pop, popular culture. I'm totally into popular culture. Like, I've got McDonald badges that I wear. You know, if it's a modern contemporary image and it's, you know, saying something, I'll blow it up. But it's got to have that real vulgarity about it. It's like everyone knows it. It's just like, the thing. I mean, I like McDonald's, but, you know, it's just cheap art. And, and what else? Coca-Cola was done to death years ago. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's a be- very Bauhaus approach, isn't it? It's like uh, something that is beautifully designed, but it is for everybody. But it's a design piece. So like a logo is like something that is meant to be for everyone, but it's instantly recognisable. Logos for everyone. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, well, it, yeah. It's meant to. I mean, the Coca Cola logo was actually. When I think about it, I think it was almost Art Nouveau at the time. I think it was eighteen nineties. I think somewhere around there. It might have, when it was somewhere around the turn of the century, which was still Art Nouveau. Um, and you know, you know what Coca Cola was. Do you know why that was invented? No, go on. Go on, guess. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it to settle your stomach? That's what it was. And didn't it have cocaine in it? They thought it could help. I've also heard that they thought it could cure the flu or something. And it was marketed as a pharmaceutical product and it didn't sell. And then one day, somebody by I don't know why they did it, they added some soda water to it and it became Coca Cola. That's, you know, and then they, you know, whatever, they made billions out of it. Good luck to them. But, you know, it became believable. It's real Coca Cola. Were you ever friends with Dougie Fields? On friendly terms, and he was very nice. I mean, yeah. he came to St John's Wood Synagogue, I think, or did he? I don't know if he actually did. I can't remember now. He was Jewish, though, but mm. he was all right. But he was part of a group that I, whatever. Yeah, this they, my sister called them the Andrew Logan set. Oh yeah, and they were all very avant-garde. And my sister was part of that in the beginning of the seventies. And it was all a bit exclusive for me. They didn't really want to know, unless you were part of your, their mysterious group. And they, 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 they might deign to say hello, but that's where it ended. And it, so it wasn't really my thing. You know, if I brought anyone along to those things who ended up becoming famous, they all got the cold shoulder. You know, it was... But I think some of them had gone to public school. Not that there's anything wrong in going to public school, but you know, that thing of being exclusive and, you know, you might give your inferiors a slight time of day for five minutes and then you're dismissed. I've noticed that. That's the thing about people who think they're important. They love to they go, oh, yes, well, goodbye. They dismiss <laughs> you. And, you know, and it was slightly that world you were dismissed. I I, I think I see you as more in, uh, out on your own anyway. You kind of like throw the party rather than turn up to the party. I do both, actually. I turn up at every <laughs> fucker's party. <laughs> got that wrong. But, but I throw them as well. I do both. No, the thing is with me, it's... It's very hard to categorise me. It's very easy to say, oh, Philip's into that. I'm into all sorts. I can be into one thing and the total opposite as well. So it's, it's a very dodgy with me saying, oh, he's into that. Because you can get the complete wrong. Well, you're a massive instinct. contradiction then. That's a way Pardon? of describing you. You're a massive contradiction. Yes, yes. I I suppose I, I probably am. I, I would have thought so. Do you know what I mean? By the way, do you want to look at any other pictures? Yeah, show us some more. Show us some more. Yeah, us some more. These, uh, say this book. I know this was just interiors. That, uh, oh, great. No, for events. Say, say so for instance, good. Puma was going to have a party. This is before Battersea Power Station got done. So, that, say, say, so, that, so I just drew it like that. You know, as Puma, you know, I spelt 
you know, power wrong to go with Puma, but power station. P-O-W-A. Yeah, you know, and Puma, you know, power and power station. So, you know, like, for instance... Oh, fucking bollocks. That's the original, that one. So... Oh, no, I don't know if they are. I think, I think these are photocopies. Maybe they're, I can't remember. That, that looks like the original. That one. I don't know. <laughs> no, probably not, actually. So, yeah, so, so I just try different versions of them. Can you see? I just try them in different colours. So Matt Lucas, when he got married, so I got the banqueting house in Whitehall. That's how it looked originally. And so that's how I draw it. So I turned it, we turned it into a pantomime, literally. Mm. So everyone had to come dressed pantomime. I was there. Done like a pantomime. I was there. Wasn't it a laugh? Yeah, it was great. You, you knew I threw that party. Then. I didn't realise that, right? No, it was amazing, oh. yeah. So, you know, I drew it Mad up, my tea party. up there as the King and Queen of Hearts and whatever, and it, it was a scream there. So, for instance, yeah, so look, that room there, yeah. hello? That room there. So, you see, I, I, I drew that there, and we had all things going on in the bits at the side, and that was the King and Queen of Hearts that was sitting there. So Do you good. understand? Because that throne thing was there anyway, and then I, you know, I altered the... The thing on it there, I put that heart thing on it. I've seen you do drawings of playing cards before as well. So is, is playing yeah, cards a no, thing? No, I've done, done a million things. You just happen to have okay. seen that. <laughs> <laughs> that. So that was down. That, that was in the room downstairs. So I did Hansel and Gretel's cottage, and it looked like that. Do you understand? That's yeah. just you know, but made out of. See, look, I've used modern, cheap, well, and I didn't got aero. It's got to be something that's teasers. known. Yeah, pitch label. That's what Andy Warhol's are getting. Something that's you know, you know. It's just, a, you know, then that was the wedding. Say it was at home house, but it was all sofa. So I just drew how it would look with, without all the sofas. Yeah. yeah, that is very no imagination to it, but it just shows I can relate. And this was somebody else's wedding in the same room. But that was the invite. Yeah. So I designed the invite. We got these. Look, see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And that, so it's it, like, it, a little it, vi- it's like a little Victorian paper theatre. Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? Amazing. That's brilliant. So you, looking around, you are a collector, you love stuff. If you could have any work of art in the world or any object in the world and you could find that, what would it be and why? Any work of art in the world? Like, you could steal anything in the world and have it for yourself. Number one, I'm not into theft. I've never stolen anything in my life, number one. But So I wouldn't steal anything. But... Uh... Because I don't want anyone to steal off me and it's not one rule for me and one rule for somebody else. So, uh, but if... I mean, I go to car boots and find these, but I, can I tell you something? This is a weird thing to say. Mm. It was my birthday two weeks ago today, actually. Mm. Today's Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. And I've had the presents on the staircase. Well, they were at my friend's for five, six days or something. Then I brought them over here and I can't, couldn't open them. And I had to open them because you were coming. That Yesterday, uh, I started off the day before yesterday, a tiny bit, then mainly yesterday, whatever. And it kills me. I don't feel right taking. I, d- I don't get pleasure out of it. And it makes me feel guilty. It did. I, 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 I didn't feel terrible, but I didn't feel nice. I love giving people things. I get real pleasure out of it. I just like whatever. And it, Can so, you re-gift your well, birthday presents then? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, two, I'm working out who I'm giving them to. <laughs> Believe me, I am. There's a few things there, but people don't generally, uh, you know, but I told lots of them to get me drink anyway, for them to drink there. So it'd be all given away. But, but, um, but if you could have any work of art in the world, like from the National yeah, Gallery... Yeah, or... but the only thing I did was, in the 90s, I did a club, and I went past a shop, and this bloke had got the Mona Lisa, and he'd, 
done a kitsch version of it, like it was the Mona Lisa, but he got the hands in front and it was going back and forwards on, on a net, on a clockwork thing. Little spring I thought, thing, oh God, yeah. it's kitsch. And then I got him to do giant ones for the club and it just looked really kitsch. But I, I saw the actual Mona Lisa and it was this little tiny picture <laughs> at the end of a gallery. It, it, it looked a joke. <laughs> I mean, these look much better. <laughs> so why would I want the original? The only reason I would want the original Mona Lisa is the price tag attached. Because <laughs> I'd be able to sell it for a fortune. <laughs> Except I wouldn't because it belongs to the Louvre. But anyway, but you understand. So is there anything I want? I mean... Ooh. What's gold? Although, Go you know, because my last name is Salon. Yeah. Because I was thinking of changing it to Garrity. Why? Well, because I was going to change my first name to Val. Val Garrity. <laughs> Did you like that one? Yeah, well, I quite, I'm really into Val Garrity. But... <laughs> Is it what? What is gold for you? Like, uh, well, you know, someone's trash is another person's treasure. When you go to these boot sales, what are you like? Yes, this is amazing. Usually, it's retro. Basically, I don't go for new. If it's full of new stuff, I'm not there. I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? There's very, very little I would buy that's new, unless it's for somebody else. It's for my sister for art stuff. She teaches art to kids and stuff. So you know, I might get a low, a paint set or something. Whatever, I might get the odd new thing. But, Odd, believe me. So look, so that was an invite. That was homage to the housewife. Glove, that, yeah. that, that was something wedding anniversary, you know, so whatever. And that was the inside of the thing. It was 30 years. She was at the synagogue today, actually. But I've known her since she was eight. And, you know, so it was it was in Hyde Park. Uh, they had a giant thing. It did look just like that from the drawings. It became that. We got loads of washing machines. You saw the photos of it. it, it came Where up. are your oldest drawings in here? What are no, some no, of the first ones? Another book. I'll show you some old yeah. ones. So that was what I drew outside. It was in Hyde Park. And the Diana Fountain was outside. Did you ever meet Diana? Never. Oh but, God, but, but, but So I drew that. People had to walk past the fountain. So we did this poster and it got put up about half an hour before the party started because I thought if they see that, they might stop the whole party. Because mm. you see it says 30, 30 years, years of, of domestic, domestic bliss and she's in horror. She died by then. All right, it's, obviously. She died years ago. That was the inside of how the, the marquees of how it would look. Oh, no, that was a car boot sale one I did for her. Yeah, I did a car boot sale one years ago, which was on top of a car park by John Lewis in Oxford Street. It was a building right by it. And it did look just like, I think there's a few photos there. You can see how some of it looked. Oh, oh wow. that was the invitation. So I got these things and put the things underneath. But see how it looks outside? I've got all vintage cars up there. Um, wow. See, and I, I put washing lines up since the since the. Oh, you 80s. did that in a club, didn't you? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, but I think other people have done it since now. But I mean, I used to do it in the eighties. Mm. See, it says Jack's car boot and projecting it. And look, see, that's the inside. So it did look how I said. Wow. And it's me uh, in the eighty. Wait a minute. Oh, there's a few pictures there. But see, I put look freshly burgled stock and all that. Show us some of your earliest drawings. Well, there. Well, let me just here. finish this. I oh, know I just finished this book here just so you can get a vague idea. Yeah. But you see, it, so it does come a, a, alive from that, and so that's how. It looked. And that, that was the friends. Oh, of, friends so of look, Dorothy. So that's how I drew it. Uh, see, I drew it two different ways so you could see different. Uh, but it ended up being like that. We couldn't create that bit. So you, you get the idea. But see, it's not. Um, I'm sure there's. I've got a picture of that if you want it. Anyway, yeah, I've got. Yeah, you know, I think I've got a, a proper photo I've taken, and that this was a Scarface party. I did weirdly for people I saw today as well. It was somebody's 21st years ago, so I just did home house like Scarface. I bought in all vulgar gold and everything, and made it look like a piss take. And that's the same. Uh, that room, I've done it in different ways. You know, I've had all sorts of parties in a room there. See, that was for a wedding where it was looking all nice and normal. Then that was an Oscars party. 
Do you know what I mean? Uh, that, that was. So you love building sets. Uh, that, that was a, That's the same room again, yes, and that was very a Hogman environment. Yeah. 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 See, wait a minute. And uh, that was for Agent Provocateur. The place was vile. Uh, it, well, it was awful. But there were chains hanging down, and, and there were barrels. I think so. I said, "Fine, we'll make it look like a pirate thing." So I added all the things mm. like they were meant to be there. Mm. Not I was trying to cover it up. Mm. So we made, you know, and I had dummies of pirates, you know, with, with eighties, well, nineties mobiles attached to them and everything. And that, so that was some palacey thing. I'm almost finished this book. Then we're going to whatever. See, this was a kind of palacey place, and that was how it was meant to look uh, uh, um, see it's not all playing cards that was just that that was for somebody's this his name was tim saner is tim saner and so i turned it into the insane asylum insane asylum and it was just like it was the ica actually upstairs there and oh, it looked yeah. just like that it looked better than that but anyway so but you, you know you're the kind with... of person that like needs to draw and create in yeah. order to, to like keep yeah. your sanity yeah that was another that, yeah i love drawing and then that that was the same. See, I do the drawing, and that's how it turned out. That was also at the ICA. See, and that, the drawing, how it do you see? Out. Do you see art for therapy, I think, what Rob was well, just yeah, asking? you just turn off, you go into another world. I suppose it's like, you know, these people who get high on dope and all that. I suppose I'm getting... You're just turning off and drifting off into another world, I suppose, when you're drawing. You don't think about it. I mean, you're still aware of what's going on, but it, it does whatever. Oh, that was for the Grout Show. That was just... Oh, that was the invite. I love that so oh, much. Good. That, that pumpkin, man. I, so I drew that and made it into a 3D. So good. good. Yeah, well, it, it's whatever. All right, so look, these old books here, I go back... So what's your oldest drawings? God, there's so many drawings. Unbelievable. I think we've got to do something with these drawings somewhere. I was talking to you about that before. Like, yes. I mean, look, this is. I made that. You know, 1976. These These are. Oh, that's good. Hold on. Look, these are all from 76, and I used to go. My hair was like that, but this is. It's a long time. I mean, this is 45 years ago. The, look at the shoes. And I'm still drawing exactly the same shoes now. And look, see, I was wearing... Me- I was the first person to wear men's skirts. Mm. I can tell you. And that when George, I hate to say it, met, met me at club, that's how I was dressed. I used to have nothing on on top. Mm. Then a skirt coming from the hips with a lump like that. This is after platforms had just gone out of fashion. And I was bring, reviving them. And they've never gone away like that. And I still do it as a lump. Now, if you look at the new ones I do, they're still like that. Yeah. It's 45 years ago. So... And I'm still using red and white and primary colours. And that dress I made, and I was going up, there's pictures of me in that, and Body Map copied all the things from it. But that, that was the man's dress I made. I've got it in the other room. I've still got it. And I don't make clothes, but it's one of the only things I've ever made. And see, look, the shoes with it. There's one there, you've got, you've got your bits hanging out. Did you go out in that no, one I ever? I didn't ever make that one. But I'm just saying, but, but we're talking about the year this was, and this is all, you know, 76. So good. Yeah, but that was copying Vivian. That's not my desire. That... That's just using Vivian's design, so that is whatever. But I don't copy other people's generally, but that was. But these are all just Philip going wild in 76. You know what I mean? So so good you've still got all these. This is amazing. So brilliant. Yeah, well, wait a minute. So, yeah, so, do you know, can I tell you something? What yeah, Sid Vicious joined the Sex Pistols about 77. Yeah. I drew that picture... And I knew him in King's Road, and I, lo- I thought, I love his name. And I wrote it there, and I never inked it in. And then he joined the Sex Pistols, and it was too late. I couldn't call it Sid Vicious. So that was before he joined the Sex Pistols. <laughs> you understand? Is that him? So, 
The, it wasn't meant person. to be him. Yeah. It was just, I, you know, I was drawing a teddy boy in front of whatever. And I thought, I'll use that name. It's a great name. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, I can't use it now. So I never inked it. Funny. You know what I'm just saying? So these are all from that era. That. But see, men's skirts or whatever. But, so they're all, they're all driven by parties and fashion. Yeah, but see, that. but there's something about that look. But, but see, it's, you know, just sort of covering the knees but so good but that was inspired by Vivian that, that straps thing you've got to give her the credit for that but a lot of it's not and then I used to I was totally into see these jackets I was doing these in 78 and they've never gone away the jackets below the knees like that yeah and they still look oh you're avant-garde now and I've been doing them right the way from then I think I was the first it was like an upgrade from a teddy boy jacket do you know what I mean mm. it was just going you know into a new how long would these drawings take I don't know. I don't know. I just sit there and turn off, don't I? But see, this this was actually doing other bits. Look, that's meant to be 1880. Mm. Oh, that's not. That was uh, whatever. But look, see, the, these were just... Because I'm totally into understanding other eras, so I just made up things from other... But this is all done in the mid-70s. Um, I love you know, that so that's fabric as well. With mm. So cool. Wait a minute. All, all these things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, this is right at the beginning of just before punk. So the, these are all... You know, see all these type things. So you were saying the best advice you got was photocopied everything. That was the mid. Yeah, it was actually. And what, actually, what? when you think about, it, do you know when I saw it on your thing, I couldn't think of it, but now I'm with you. That comes to me. It's actually one of the best pieces of advice I've ever had. And what, what Never advice? Never ruin the original. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, whatever. Hold on. Let me just see what else is in this. What advice would you give uh, young artists yeah, so, now? By the way, that's just period books. See, look, I used to do all period oh, yeah. costumey things. Wait a minute. Look. Wow. Wait a sec. Uh, so just, good. Well, no, it's just <gasps> Wait a minute. Let's see what's here. Yeah, they're just meant to be twenties. And wait a minute. So, but, what advice would you give young artists from now? From the seventies, anyway. What advice would I give artists? Yeah, or or fashion students, uh, or uh, anybody uh, what, creative. What would I give advice to? to... Now that's an interesting one. What advice would I give to them? Depends what they're doing. Uh, well, yes, I know the advice I give to people in music. It's the same advice as I give to people in music. That that was mid That was when I got the job at Sterling Cooper in about 1975 because I was reviving so the 50s. Cool. Yeah, but when you think that's 46 years ago, no, I'm just yeah, saying it. It's still like, oh, you're dressed 50s, you're cool, or you're dressed 40s, you're cool. Especially that one. But uh, well, the mic, thanks. But uh, anyway, the advice. And you, you should remember this piece of advice. Mm. The word, I'll say the word afterwards. You're here, right? No, no one can see this, but say there's somebody else over there, right? The other side. And they think in a certain direction. You're being creative in your way and you're thinking in a certain direction. But you want them to have your product. You want to sell a million pop records or whatever by your your whatever it is whatever and so the thing is you want to get your individuality into it and something you created but somehow relate to them in some sort of way so get both in and do you know what the word is compromise mm-hmm. you compromise in the middle but compromise the problem with the word compromise people can misconstrue it as sell out and it doesn't so a lot of these they're still compromised because there's still things I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, skirts are below the knee now. And if you look, I've done below the knee skirts, but I am compromising. Well, I could just go completely wild and it just wouldn't work. But, but there is actually 
there's more compromise here than you, you were. Well, these are compromise. these are actually what people wore in those times. I made up the outfits, mm. but that's what they actually wore. In, you know, in 1800 or something. Do you know what I mean? But I see. I don't draw period clothes. No, as in, well, whatever period costume. Let me just see. What's there's so many amazing images of you on Google Image on the yeah, internet. Can I just show you this one? Yes. I had a book of all this the first stuff I did, and I lost the book. Oh. I left it on a train. But this is one of the only ones that survived. When I first drew clothes, this is what I drew, and that's about 1973, 74, oh, 73. So good. And it, it was I only did Space Age. But can I tell you something? I used to go into Vivian Westwood and show her all. My, I only did space age pictures. When I went to St Martin's for the interview, I showed them only space age. And do you know, do you know what they did? They sat there laughing their heads off. These two women. Yeah, it was like a film. And they go, "You don't expect us to take this seriously." And they go, "Well, you can you can do the fashion illustration course." And I used to show. And do you know, I all the time. I think you'll see it in some of these books. I had pictures of satin with a thing, and I used to show it to Vivian, and that's her emblem now. Yep. And, and you know she does that Stonehenge one. I did a, an invite with Stonehenge, a cut out Stonehenge, and the next year that she used that as her emblem. Did she say to you, I... "No, nothing. Good luck to her." Listen, she's done millions <laughs> of things that are, or whatever. So these are all from the seventies. I'm just thinking, no, so this is seventies stuff, which is not of. I mean, this. Do, do you have a favourite outfit? It's not that different from now, is it, though? No. No. Considering it's 45 yeah. years ago. Philip, do you have a favourite outfit? I've seen so many images on of you at parties at various events dressed up incredibly. One with like shaving foam for hair. Do you have an outfit that is your most successful, you think, or most kind of excited you were with how it turned out? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, my. my... Can I tell you one of the things about uh, uh, whatever is I don't like conforming and I don't like to be branded as something. So one of the secrets of success, another one which Madonna used and which Vivian Westwood uses and they all use unpredictability and I never know what I'm going to do and it's no favourite it's just I'll do that look and whatever and that's a look of a time but it's not like that supersedes all the other looks it's just another look isn't it and it's just look see these are men's clothes it's just a lifetime look this is me compromising the journey of life yeah but look this is me compromising with men's clothes see that's the same photocopy this is in the last few years but can you see of just trying to do compromising where a man actually might wear it so it's the jackets I've those, uh, you know, below-the-knees jackets I've been doing since the early, uh, mid-70s, but, or whatever, but just trying to... Mm, well, that's a bit weirder. But, but, you know, but some of them are... are see, look, asymmetric man's jacket and all mm. that. You know what Well, whatever. But you, you get a, a vague idea. But I do millions of them, so you just... So good. Well... I can't go over the volume of it. Um, another question we ask every guest, which is kind of relevant to this, is what is your favourite colour? Red. And why well, red? I say red... Red for me is the classic. Well, you look it's in all my pictures going right the way back. And in your house, everywhere is red accents. Pillar yeah, box my, red. The trouble is, my mother's favourite colour was. My mother had red everywhere because it's warm. It's something. But there is something about red. It's become like the classical colour now. I mean, blue is the colour that suits my face the best. Blue looks good against my face. To live in, blue is a cold colour. Red is the colour of warmth, heat, and blue is the colour of ice and cold and whatever. But to wear, it looks great. Blue suits my face. So I wear loads of blue. But usually the cut, I, you know, I draw with a black pen. And black and blue, off. Sorry, black and blue don't necessarily go unless you kick me. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So, 
So you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, but... I'm not only into red, but, you know, I like red and white. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's just thousands of these things. I just fiddle around with them. But, you know, I, can, I think it's more fun. You say if I draw a picture like that and then I, I can, say, use another photocopy and start drawing a setting around it, it starts looking more interesting. Do you know it's what I mean? It's just, just brilliant. Philip. Yeah, well, well, anyway, so uh, whatever. But uh, go on. So we were talking about... Uh, um, compromise and it's so important to be able to compromise with, with everything to get to that middle ground you know if you do music oh, look, what's that picture let me see so it's this is <laughs> that was genius. done in the mid 70s that is oh wow genius i'm obsessed with that really obsessed yeah, but I can draw anything, really. I, it's just... But I'm into everything as well. That's the problem. I'm into, you know, understanding all things. The thing is, things all interrelate with each other. And when when you... Oh. Get in, Rob. Put your head in. Where am I? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I don't think... Oh, God. This is because it's an amazing picture. Incredible. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, was I in it? Anyway. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of these... Oh, hold that one up, let me see. This one. Yeah, I think they're all 70s. So good. It's a 70s book. Well, at least you're seeing the 70s. <gasps> yeah, because it... Well... I love that one. Green hair. These are fantastic. Let's see, what's that one? What is well, that? what we're going to do for everyone listening, because they're probably getting very frustrated now, is that you're going to see all of these appear on Instagram. There what isn't actually... There isn't actually anywhere online to see any of these images of your work. They actually have never been seen anywhere. So for us, this is really exciting. And I, I, I feel kind of determined. Yeah, we have to do a show. That we're going to have to do a show of some sort somewhere or yeah. just... A... Well, when do you want to look f- photos? And you don't want to do it today. You haven't got time. No, but we need to... We can come back another time. So yeah. I'll keep them all together. Oh, yeah, keep them all together. I remember That's that. That's just that so print. good. Yeah, that, that was meant to be... Does it say Sterling? Yeah. So that was when I worked at Sterling Cooper in about 1975 or about 75 I was there. Somewhere like that was 76. Love it. Somewhere around there. What's that one? Yeah, I mean, it's of an era. I I do all below the knee skirts and I don't do above anymore. Well, Philip, this has just been well, so any more. That's not quite magic. true. It's space age. I might do uh, <laughs> do do above. And obviously they always seem to come back eventually. What's that one? Yeah, I mean, that was when I was, you know, learning about Edwardian in the 70s. You know what I mean? It was just getting the feel of it. It's so good. You're brilliant. This has been amazing. Um, Mm. Thank you so, so much for letting us It's also the first time we've done an interview by an open fire. It's very wintry and glamorous. We're going to demand it from now on. There's lots of cartoon characters are appearing. That looks like me. That's that's like basically me in an outfit. That's the kind of thing I would wear. I wonder when I did that one. Let me have a look. Well, the McDonald, Donald Duck 66. one. The Donald Duck one no, that's, is like, that's like me. That's literally how that's I dress. That's 1976. <laughs> oh, that's 1960. Is it 1966? No, no that's 76. I was reviving 66. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, you know, and what's that? What's the black and white? Nothing. <laughs> I love this one with the shoes. Them shoes are there again. I think that's a bit later, actually. I think I was uh, doing... I can't see half of these things now. Yeah, that that is mid seventies. You know when the Art Deco revival was happening in the mid seventies, yeah. the Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I haven't done it in a naff way, have I? What's that? What's that? Big Give one me the there? ruby slippers, Dorothy. I don't even see that properly. I don't know. Fuck knows when I did it. Anyway, it's years and years ago. 
Well, Philip, thank you so much yeah. for letting us into well, your universe. Any other questions you want to ask me? No, I think we've got we've got so much out of you. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've rinsed you. This has just been amazing. Thank yeah, you so so much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a part two. If you get on a subject, then I can start rattling. Well, when we, I think we should try and plan to get these scenes somewhere and when that happens we should all get together and do a, a, another, another recording with you yeah we'd love that and talk through it all then and maybe do some live i mean they're so good no well i i mean they are of 45 years ago i think the newer ones have got a bit more uh well what's that are they stuck there? some of them started sticking so good uh, uh, let's see that yeah, that, that Do you would... remember drawing these, looking at them now? Can you actually remember? Well, I'm looking upside down, so I can't even see them hardly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's news what so you're many actually... of them. What's that? Yeah. How long in... have you been in this house? Since 2013. Okay. Well, yeah, the last several years. But I've been in St John's Wood since 85. Right. But uh, So, can't you think of any question you want to ask? Let's see. <laughs> We've just asked about 400 of them. <laughs> You've asked nothing. It's like the interview that it's not going to so, so, listen, so Love when it. does the interview begin? All right, very good. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to press record. Um, uh, no, this has been amazing. Oh, let me see that one. That was an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, mid-70s. But I think, you know, using numbers and things... You know, I wear snakes and ladder boards. You know, you can buy them as tablecloths and I, I've worn them out as whatever, but sort of inspired from... The, yeah, those are all mid-70s. I, I, I used to do a lot of skirts with trousers underneath. Mm. You know, it wasn't for a bloke, it was for a girl. But, but actually... You're the person in that picture, I can't see it. Is she wearing a crown or is it just a pointed hat? It looks like a the little Richie hat. Rich hat, yeah. It is a crown. Well, that's 10 years before Vivian Westwood did crowns. Let me see. It is. Oh, well, I did those in 1970s. Vivian, I wore a crown in the face and then Vivian Westwood. Yeah, that's later. That's 80s. That That's definitely 80s. But, and, and that's 80s as well. That that was a that was Vivian Westwood suit and I drew it out. So that is... Uh, yeah, that's just yeah. The, those are late. That's later, and that's late. These are later. Well, for for everyone listening, we will post images to our Instagram, and hopefully, we are going to mastermind some kind well, of Russell, major so exhibition. Or whatever, just come back and see what yeah. you want. No, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do something. I'm determined. I think this is yeah. so exciting and brilliant, and I think people well, are going to absolutely love love this. It's endless. It's brilliant. Yeah. It looks like Susie Sue. It was like bottom heavy. It looked lumpy. Do you remember? You remember when they were different colours? Yeah, and it works. Yeah, yeah you're right. but there's, it doesn't look terrible like that. But there's something a bit wrong. Mm. Bottom heavy. Mm. I don't know. In my opinion, it That's looks, what they call it looks like it's weighing her down. You get the feeling of it, like, oh, they're weighing you down. But anyway. Well, look, we got to call this off now because this has been amazing. You are incredible. Thank, Thank you, you so so much. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you haven't had a cup of tea. <laughs> We've had some cake, <laughs> have you, though. Have you finished the cake? And how, how can I ask you yes. one, one really serious question before we go? How come Coronation Street is your ringtone? Are you a Fucking, big fan? Don't you understand? I'm, in a way, it's probably good you answers ask that question because I'm totally, how can I put it, into sending up, you know, a, a, you know how Andy Warhol, as I said, he got an image of a well-known thing and then kind of made it into this iconic thing because it's become part of us, this cheap label or something. And Coronation Street is like Butlins. It's like British, like Blackpool Tower. Mm. You know, Britain, 
often do the cheap version of what other people do abroad. So in France, they had the Eiffel Tower. So we did the cheap Blackpool Tower. Do you know what I mean? Uh, or they had, in the, the 50s, uh, America had uh, Elvis Presley. So we had Cliff Richard, who was all right, but he was the cheap version of Elvis. You know, he wasn't terrible. But, but you know, but Britain have got this way of doing it. But there's something very iconic about that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean cheap and nasty. It, it was just, you know, McDonald's, it, it's, there's a cheapness about it wimpy bars in the 60s you know what I mean mm. just the whole concept of it becomes something and who did you just mention for me Coronation, Coronation Street. Street Coronation Street is that Coronation Street is the modern version of a carry-on film don't crease the pictures no, don't shut that book and crease them don't worry don't worry alright <laughs> it's easy enough to yeah. but um, so yeah it, it's basically it is a comedy in a way. I mean, I'm not saying everything's funny in it, but there's a real humour in it. There's a British sense of humour. Yeah. And that's why I have a problem with it, with Coronation, with EastEnders. I'm sure it's very good, but it doesn't... East End is renowned for the East End sense of humour. Well, I don't see an East End sense of humour there. You know, and Coronation Street's really got the British sense of humour, which is great. So, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I do know the scriptwriters and they're very nice. And do you know, they, one of them rang me up about three years ago. He said, Philip, Philip, would you watch it tonight? And I, th- I thought it was a, to do with something he'd invited me to. And I thought, oh, God, whatever. And then they started talking about me in the programme. They did. They started saying, I knew, Gail started saying, oh, I knew this bloke in my school. He wore funny hats. His name was Philip Selk. <laughs> <laughs> Gail Platt said that. Yeah. <laughs> that shit. Name checked by Gail Platt. That, that is fine. No, it was an honour. That is fine. You know what I mean? Well, actually, images. by the way, I didn't mention about any of those graffiti artist that came to the club but uh, did you want me to say that quickly or not who who came well no shall I just say have you still got the recorder on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that so in the 80s there was um, a, a big uh, what would you yeah there was a little group of people you know like the Bromley contingent but it was like a 10 years later version mm. and they all wore Vivian Westwood they wore the crowns and everything it was about 1986 mm. and I used to let them all in for free and they were great. And one of them used to spray graffiti, but they weren't rough or anything. They weren't like like that. They were just nice, you know, middle of the road, very nice people. And then one of them was always spraying graffiti here, there and everywhere. End of story. And now I I think, who was the last president? Before Trump, it was... uh, uh, what's his name? Obama. Barack. Bar- Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. I think he bought one of his graffiti for the White House. Yeah, his, his name... Uh, uh, um, wait, wait a minute, Ben, ben Hud, Ean. Ben Hud, and now he's become Ben Ain, E I N E. Yeah, but supposedly his picture sold, for, for, you know, whatever. And there's another person I used to see in the streets. That, you know, if I see people, I say, fine, I'll get you in a club and whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't get off with them, but I mean, I just do it because you just do people a good turn. Yeah. And he's become huge stick now, S T I K. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, you know, I, I went to his first exhibition under under a road somewhere but some of his stuff goes for hundreds of thousands it does and he was just like a, an 18 year old kid in the street that was doing graffiti yeah he's got a big public uh, artwork up in Hoxton Square there. that's what he took me to see it recently he yeah. said will you come and have a look at this with Aww. me and you used to have um, graffiti in the clubs before graffiti was like seen as popular didn't you yes yeah. well before yeah. uh, 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 it was the first yeah, when I first did the mud club in eighty calling it the mud club in 83 um we just covered it in american graffiti mm. because no one had done it you know now what would i do you know i have to think about it. i get millions of ideas and then things just gradually happen they're not staring me in the face necessarily 
But if I was doing something now to be contemporary, hmm, that's an interesting one. What would I do? You'd go on tour cart. By the way, but can I tell you something about Stick and Ben as well? They're completely not grand. And, and hence, Stick is the same as he ever was. So I don't have any barriers, nothing. But the moment they start getting full of themselves, it's another story. But they'd never become any of that. That's good. So yeah, Loftiness is not a good look. Well, no, it's just hard. I, I don't need people deigning to give me their time. They can fuck off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, right. thank you so much. Thank right. you, Philip. All right. Goodbye, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a pleasure seeing to you. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Toby. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com